Know the top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. Hi, I'm Barbie Atienza. This is MB Now, and here are your news on web. The government's pandemic task force and mayors of Metro Manila have agreed to recommend to President Duterte to place the national capital region under the least strict Modified General Community Quarantine, or MGCQ. Presidential spokesman Harry Roque made a statement as the government continues to ease quarantine restrictions amid efforts to revive the economy. With this move of the mayors and IATF for the management of emerging infectious diseases, Roque said it was only a matter of time before Metro Manila can finally move down to MGCQ after almost a year. According to Roque, President Duterte may announce his decision during his weekly public address on Monday, February 22, or Roque may announce it himself before the month ends. Pansabihin na lang po natin na nagkasundo na no, yung IATF na um, nagrekomenda sa ating presidente na magkaroon na ng MGCQ sa buong Pilipinas at ang mga alkalde sa Metro Manila. So inaasahan naman natin dahil meron ng ganitong kasunduan no, sa panig ng IATF at ng mga Metro Manila mayors, eh baka naman po sumang-ayon ng ating presidente. Magkakaroon po ang uh, desisyon ng ating presidente itong lunes, 22, bagamat baka ito po i-anunsyo ko bago po matapos ang buwan ng Pebrero. Malacanang issued an apology to mayors who were left out in the planned easing of movement in Metro Manila. Presidential spokesman Harry Roque vows to improve the coordination with LGUs whenever IATF issues a resolution related to pandemic response. Our Malacanang senior news correspondent has the details. Malacanang has issued an apology after some mayors reportedly felt left out in the government's planned easing of movement curbs in Metro Manila promising to coordinate better the policies related to pandemic response. Presidential spokesman Harry Roque said they thought the MMDA was relaying resolutions of the Interagency Task Force for the Management of Emerging Infectious Diseases to the mayors after their meetings. A representative of the MMDA attends the regular IATF meetings. Makati City Mayor Abigail Binay earlier expressed dismay over the supposed poor coordination between the IATF and local government units about its decisions, including the most recent proposal to place the entire country under the modified general community quarantine starting this March. Ma'am, actually po, um, nakaupo po sa IATF ang ating MMDA. At kami naman po sa IATF ay... Uh, Umaasa na ang mga naaprobang mga resolusyon ng IATF ay napagbibigay alam po ng MMDA sa mga mayor. Paumanhin po kung nagugulat kayo sa mga announcements pero um, ang buong akala po namin talaga ay uh, naipararating po sa inyo ng uh, MMDA yung mga nangyayari sa um, 
IATF. The IATF also recently allowed the reopening of movie theaters, game arcades, museums, as well as limited tourist attractions in Metro Manila and other areas under general community quarantine. But the Metro mayors were reportedly opposed to the idea. Roque has also offered this office to improve the coordination with the local government units whenever the IATF issues a resolution related to pandemic response. Siguro, gagawa na ako ng mga hakbang na para yung opisina ko mismo can directly communicate with all the mayors no, ng uh, wala pong gudatan. Majority of the Metro mayors reportedly agreed to place Metro Manila under the most relaxed community quarantine level as recommended by the National Economic and Development Authority to address rising hunger and revive the sluggish economic growth. Earlier, the mayor sought to defer the opening of the cinemas amid concerns arising from the coronavirus threat. For MB Now, this is Janeline Kabiling reporting. President Rodrigo Roa Duterte certified as urgent the bills seeking to establish an indemnification fund for those getting coronavirus vaccines. This after Pfizer and AstraZeneca required such agreement before the vaccine doses could be delivered to the country. Our Malacanang News correspondent, Argil Hedukos, has this report. President Duterte has certified as urgent the bill seeking to establish an indemnification fund for those getting coronavirus vaccines, according to vaccine czar Carlito Galvez Jr. According to presidential spokesman Harry Roque, the government will set aside 500 million pesos for the vaccine recipients who may show adverse side effects after getting the shot. At dahil nasa emergency use authorization, di pa tayo talaga tayo sigurado kung uh, ano magiging side effects ng mga bakuna. Kaya kinakailangan magkaroon ng no-fault indemnification. The indemnification agreement surfaced after Pfizer and AstraZeneca, two pharmaceutical companies that received an emergency use authorization from the Food and Drug Administration, require such an agreement before the vaccine doses could be delivered. On Wednesday, Galvez said that the national government has finally submitted the required indemnification agreement to the two vaccine manufacturers. Roque explained that the indemnification bill was important because the Philippines will be procuring vaccines that are authorized for emergency use and not for commercial use. According to Roque, a no-fault indemnification allows those who may show side effects after getting the COVID-19 vaccine to claim damages without having to go to court and prove that there was fault or negligence that led to the side effect. Basta merong kang pinakitang side effect, bayad ka agad. Ito sa ganitong paraan, eh magagamit po natin yung mga bakuna na alam natin sa ngayon po ay ligtas at epektibo. The palace official said that the country cannot wait for vaccine manufacturers to be issued a commercial use authorization because of the threat of the more contagious COVID-19 strain that originated from the United Kingdom. Roque added that an indemnification fund will give the people the confidence to be vaccinated even if the vaccines are for emergency use only. For MB Now, this is Argil Hedukos reporting. More areas in Mindanao were placed under a tropical cyclone wind signal warning as tropical storm Auring remained almost stationary over the Philippine Sea on Friday, February 19. In its 11 a.m. bulletin, the Philippine Atmospheric Geophysical and Astronomical Services Administration raised signal number one in the following areas. Localities under signal number one may expect winds of up to 30 to 60 kilometers 
per hour or intermittent rains in the next 36 hours. Auring is still forecast to make landfall over the eastern coast of the Karaga region on Sunday, February 21, and may further intensify into a severe tropical storm in the next 48 hours. In Metro News, Quezon City Government and the Department of Agriculture hold first Buay Sagulay Harvest Festival in Bagong Silangan. Navota City receives official replica of 1734 Murillo Velarde map. And Mainilav Fair draws 1.8 million pesos in earnings and 182 jobs. More from this report. The Quezon City Government and the Department of Agrarian Reform held the first Buhay Sagulay Harvest Festival on Thursday at the New Greenland Bagong Silangan with an expected harvest of 700 kilos of various vegetables. Daluntiang Paraiso Urban Farm is the first urban vegetable farm in the city under the Buhay Sagulay, which is an initiative of DAR and Department of Agriculture in partnership with TESDA, Bread Society International, and the local barangay. The one-hectare site within the 11-hectare of the New Greenland Farm was planted with green leafy vegetables such as pechay, mustasa, kangkong, and spinach. The farm initially has 70 farmers, but it now has over 100 farmers growing crops in the area. Mayor Belmonte also said the Harvest Festival can help farmers meet possible markets for their future harvests. The local government of Navotas received an official replica of the 1734 Morillo Velarde map from the president and CEO of Velarde Incorporated, Mel Velarde, and Asian Institute of Journalism and Communication on Wednesday. The Morillo Velarde map is the first scientific map of the entire archipelago. It has been regarded as the mother of all Philippine maps. As part of public awareness campaign on the significance of the Philippine history and culture, Velarde has donated replicas of the map to several government agencies, academic institutions, and private organizations. The Mainilav event held by the Manila City Government has drawn around 1.8 million pesos in earnings for small and medium businesses during its two-week run from February 1 to 15. It also generated 182 jobs according to Manila Bureau of Permits, 37 stalls at Mehan Garden and 11 stalls from two malls, Robinson's Place Manila and Lucky Chinatown Mall, participated in the event. The success of the Valentine's Month event is attributed to the city's government efforts to boost consumer confidence. Aside from the income and job generated, Manila LGU said, Priceless moments were made between family members, friends, and partners during the May Nilove event despite the COVID-19 pandemic. Here are the top news in other parts of the country. Another vaccinated OFW tests positive for COVID-19. Number of suicide cases down in Iloilo. And Karaga region braces for Storm Auring. Here are the details. Another overseas Filipino worker who was already vaccinated against COVID-19 has tested positive for the coronavirus disease. In a statement released Thursday evening, the Department of Health Central Visayas Center for Health Development said the OFW arrived in Mactan, Cebu on February 9 from Canada. The OFW, a 25-year-old female, had her first dose of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine on January 13. The DOH said the female OFW was given a swab test on her fifth day of quarantine on February 14 and the test came out positive. She remains asymptomatic. Police have reported a decline in the number of suicide cases in Iloilo. 
the Iloilo Police Investigation and Detective Management Unit recorded only six suicide cases from January 1 to February 16, which is more than three times lower than the 19 cases recorded in the same period last year. Authorities attributed the decline to the help desks they have set up in police stations in the 42 towns and component city of Pasi. These desks facilitate intervention for those who are in need, whether moral, psychological, or spiritual support. All rescue teams of different Disaster Risk Reduction and Management Councils or DRRMCs in Northeastern Mindanao or Caraga region are gearing up for a ring on Friday, February 19, which has already developed into a tropical storm. The Command and Action Center of the Regional Office of Civil Defense is now closely monitoring all DRRMCs spread in the five provinces and six cities in Caraga region awaiting any deployment from their different areas. On Friday morning, the provincial, city, and municipal-level disaster response groups have already activated their respective operation centers and prepared the essential equipment and other life-saving devices. In Siargao Island, the Philippine Coast Guard ordered on Thursday the temporary suspension of trips of all vessels and watercrafts with 20 gross tonnage and below from going out of the island. In World News, Democrats unveil immigration reforms offering citizenship to 11 million undocumented immigrants. Facebook news blackout over media law sparks Australia backlash. And touchdown, NASA's Perseverance rover ready to search for life in Mars. Let's watch this report. President Joe Biden plans to create a path to citizenship for 11 million undocumented immigrants, saying there is no justification for denying them a permanent home in the United States. Top Democrats on Thursday said the legislation, blocked for more than a decade by Republicans, is long overdue, noting that most of those it will address have lived in the country for many years, with homes, businesses, and U.S.-born children and grandchildren. Some, including farm workers and people brought to the country as children, so-called dreamers, will get an immediate path to permanent residence or a green card, allowing them to work legally. And underscoring the Biden's administration reversal from former President Donald Trump's strident anti-immigration policies, the legislation also proposes to stop branding undocumented immigrants as aliens in U.S. law. Instead, they will be called the less pejorative non-citizens. Australia on Thursday slammed Facebook as heavy-handed and wrong to impose a news blackout over a law that would force it to pay for content, warning the ban showed the immense power of internet giants. From early Thursday, Australians were unable to post links to news articles or view the Facebook pages of local international news outlets, while users logged in overseas could not view Australian news pages. Several emergency services were also caught in the blackout. A Facebook spokesperson said official government pages should not be impacted by today's announcement, and the company will reverse any pages that are inadvertently impacted. Major groups and Australia's government have also raised concerns that blocking verified news sources will allow misinformation to proliferate. After seven months in space, NASA's Perseverance rover survived a nail-biting landing phase to touch down gently on the surface of Mars on Thursday, ready to embark on its mission to search for the science of ancient microbial life. The autonomously guided procedure was completed more than 11 minutes earlier, which is how long it takes for radio signals to return to Earth. Over the course of several years, Perseverance will attempt to collect 30 rock and soil samples in sealed tubes to be eventually sent back to Earth sometimes in the 2030s for lab analysis. About the size of an SUV, 
It weighs a ton, is equipped with 7-foot-long robotic arm, has 19 cameras, 2 microphones, and a suit of cutting-edge instruments to assist its scientific goals. Before it could embark on its lofty quest, it first had to overcome the dreaded 7 minutes of terror, the risky landing procedure that has scuppered nearly 50% of all missions to the planet. And here are the latest in showbiz. Let's watch this. K-pop superstars BTS member J-Hope celebrated his 27th birthday on February 18 and to mark the occasion, he donated to help children with disabilities. Charity organization Child Fund Korea announced that J-Hope made a donation of 150 million won or about 135,600 US dollars for children with disabilities. The donation will be used for child care, learning, and facility support expenses of children with visual and hearing impairments who are experiencing financial difficulties. The BTS member is hoping that his donation will increase interest in children with disabilities in society, most especially due to the prolonged COVID-19 crisis. J-Hope is a member of the Green Noble Club, a group of large donors of 100 million won or more of Child Fund Korea where he has been donating funds since 2018. According to Child Fund Korea, with J-Hope's regular donations, interest in children who are suffering from economic difficulties is increasing and this has led to inquiries from BTS Army in Korea and abroad. Here are the latest from Manila Bulletin Sports section. Let's watch this. Charles Barkley is batting for the inclusion of Utah Jazz super sub Jordan Clarkson in the next month's NBA All-Star Game in Atlanta. The NBA J legend and studio analyst for the popular Inside the NBA included the Phil American guard in his list of Western Conference reserves for the mid-season event due to his impressive showing for the league-leading Jazz. According to Barkley, Clarkson has been the best bench player this year. When asked for his reason to include Clarkson instead of Los Angeles Lakers big man Anthony Davis, Barkley explained that the Jazz Reserve is having a better year compared to the multi-time All-Star. Clarkson is having the best time of his career, averaging 18.2 points on 45% shooting, with 4.1 rebounds, 2.1 assists, and 1.0 steals in 28 games for the Jazz. He is already being considered as the frontrunner for the league's sixth man of the year. The NBA is pushing through with its annual mid-season spectacle in a more subdued manner due to COVID-19 on March 7 in Atlanta. And those are the news on web today, February 19, 2021. For more news and details, get your copy of Manila Bulletin newspaper tomorrow or log on to www.mb.com.ph or you may also subscribe to our newsletter through the link on this video's caption to have the day's latest news delivered to your inbox. I am Barbie Atienza for Manila Bulletin. Join us again on Monday. This has been MB Now. Be fully informed.